0: Honey, I'm Liv,
1: and I'm Natalia.
0: Welcome to Show Me the Honey. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh, show me the honey
1: ooh, you... So I
0: started reading my editor, my editor's book, um, mm-hmm. which is called Smart Women Put It In Writing. Yep. and yeah, it, it's sort of a combination of educating you around how to self-publish and why you should write a book <laughs> basically <laughs> um but also at the end of each chapter there's a kind of like a there's a question mm-hmm. or like it's almost like a workbook.
1: I love that I love a book that gets me <laughs> to do something <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really good book. I'm only up to chapter three, but because there's an exercise at the end of each chapter, I'm taking my time with it because I'm, like, yep. digesting the chapter, reading the question, and then allowing myself to take the time to actually do the exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, it's written by Bev Ryan. Um, and the one of the questions that it asks, and this is what I – what we could talk about today is you know where does your desire come from to write the book mm-hmm. um and it kind of got me thinking a lot around well, where does our desire for anything come from like it's a good question you know and and <laughs> yeah it's like where does our desire for anything come from how do we experience our desire and then what's the thing that motivates us to follow that desire to then bring that into fruition. And I think this is a really interesting thing in terms of the relationship that we have with what we create as Mm -hmm. business owners and and creatives. Um, I think I'm looking at this more through the lens of being a creative rather than a business owner, because I think for me, writing my first book is a creative endeavor yes it will relate to my business for sure but it actually feels like there's a little bit of a bridge between me as an artist and me as a therapist in the book
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um so which is
1: which is cool and I'm very keen to see that and read that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a it's an exciting and scary time. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think I was just like you know the way that I because the question was um if I'm remembering correctly it probably is a bit different but it's like you know what is your desire to write a book
2: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: and the way that I approached um answering it was. A very transpersonal way of answering it. Um, mm-hmm. In that, I used a technique, or well, it it it's used across multiple different forms of therapy. But um, you can it's called the two chair technique or dialoguing, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. essentially you identify one part of yourself that you're wanting to communicate with that's not mm-hmm. your like. Main self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um <laughs> to put it like just in most simple terms. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And so I kind of was like, oh, I'm just gonna open up a dialogue between myself and my desire. Um, mm-hmm. and just let them have a bit of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the thing that I'm like curious about to sort of like lean into and sort of explore with you is. Like, yeah, what I said at the beginning of how do we experience our desire and then if we listen to that, what's the thing that then drives us forward? Is it the desire that drives us forward or is there something else that takes place like in that creative process? Because we don't have to follow our desires, but I think as creatives we do.
2: mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: something else that came through was like around curiosity it was like well I think that something else that can be quite like a driving factor or the thing that propels us forward or moves us towards something or moves us towards creation Mm -hmm. is curiosity yep um and then the the idea of fear comes up because it's like, well, then you know how I just said, like, yeah, it's really exciting, but it's also scary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be in this creative process of writing a book. It's like, well, yeah, there's just so many intersecting factors <laughs> of the creative yeah. process um, at the at the early stages of the creative process, um, and I'm just, yeah because I'm currently journeying it and sort of leaning into the different aspects of it, but being also called to really ask in each of the moments of creation, like what's there for you Mm -hmm. and not just skip over it and be like, oh, I'm just going to create this thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a real beauty in that. Um, Mm. And, yeah, I just sort of was like, oh, this is... This is what I'm very much living at the moment and also something that I think is relatable not only to you but also a lot of our a lot of our audience. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's like desire, curiosity, fear,
1: creation. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so it's interesting. One of those one something that you said just was like almost gave me like a little light bulb moment, right? Mm. Because I was like you know, you said, you know, when there's creativity, like there's that feeling of fear. And I'm like, well, it makes me ask the question, can you have creative, well, I guess you probably can, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. (laughs) Can you have creativity without fear? Mm. Because if you think what creation is and creativity you are creating something new, right? You're creating something from nothing.
2: Mm.
1: And if something doesn't yet exist,
2: mm.
1: in in a way, it's like you could say that that is the unknown mm-hmm. because it's not existing, so it's not known, right? Mm. And I think, in my personal experience, anyway, fear tends to arise most strongly. Mm. In the space of the unknown,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And so what you just said with like the link of creativity and fear, I was like, oh, like that actually to me makes so much sense because the act of creation is creating something that doesn't yet exist. Mm. And so, therefore, to complete that action, let's say that process, you have to exist in a space to some extent of an unknown because, mm you are creating the known. Mm. Um, So that was just like a little light bulb moment to me, just kind of being like, oh, well, I guess in a way, creativity and fear are probably always going to be linked, you know, to some Mm. higher or lesser degree, perhaps. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I, I don't know whether you, would you say you agree with that? Do you feel as though that creativity always has fear to some degree so as you were talking my
0: womb felt like so activated Mm -hmm. and I just had this very primal like energy kick in where I was like oh like if I take the idea of creation to the purest form or Mm -hmm. like you know the the original form of creation which is yeah human (laughs) yeah um and being a womb owner, like I sort of just <laughs> like felt into that and was like, "Oh, the idea of creation in that way. and like feeling into that, I'm like, well, because I'm on my own journey towards, you know, creating a family mm-hmm. with my partner, it's like one of the things that has come up for me is that i'm I don't have fear. I think interesting. Yeah. And I've been kind of, it's almost like I've had points where I've asked myself, like, should I have fear? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Because it is the unknown and you have no idea what's on the other side. But then the thing that I keep coming back to is that my body is so smart. Like my body is so intelligent and it is made for this. It can, it can do this i know yep. it can um mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. not to say that all women who are on the journey towards conceiving or have conceived and are bringing a child into the world don't have fear i think fear culture mm-hmm. is huge in our society um mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. particularly in the birthing space it's basically drilled into us that we should be fucking scared mm-hmm. Um, and that our bodies won't be able to do mm-hmm. it um, but that is such a just a strong narrative mm-hmm. that like yeah there can be complications and things can go wrong but like our bodies are actually yeah. beautifully designed to birth mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. so when I take out I think those narratives that exist in movies in mainstream you know their mainstream health system even you know my family mm-hmm. like and the people around me that you know as soon mm-hmm. as you bring it up they're like oh well you know this could happen and you never know that this could happen and it's just like sure that could happen but do I want to yeah. be consuming that as what if that mm-hmm. happens like that's of course I'm going to be fearful mm-hmm. if I'm mm-hmm. constantly thinking that but if I really deeply listen to my own body and I slow right Mm -hmm. down and I breathe and I imagine conceiving I imagine carrying a child and I imagine birthing I'm not scared I'm not fearful Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. the word trust comes through it's like I Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. trust that my body knows exactly what to do Um, And the more I lean Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. that place of trust, the less fear, the the, the less space there is for fear. And so I think to circle Mm -hmm. back to the idea of like, yeah, writing a book or creating an artwork or creating anything, we are creators by nature. And Mm -hmm. so- Mm -hmm. I think, yes, it is perfectly natural to fear the unknown. We're biologically Mm -hmm. wired to assess the future and, you know, make sure that we keep ourselves safe. But I think when it comes to creation, I want to be thoughtful of that not every person in the world has the freedom to create whatever they want to create without implication and without, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're being certain forces at play when it comes to creation it's important to ask ourselves if if I lean into this and I create this am I really at any risk is like what is the fear you know is it the fear of being seen is it Mm -hmm. the fear of being heard is it you know because is there a risk yeah. Is there any real risk of if I create this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. am I still going to be safe in the world? So that's the thing. It's like in some countries, like you could, as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. expose your hair and your skin. Yeah. And your safety could be at risk, right? In Australia, as a woman, you could be completely yeah. naked on a beach. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the authorities are not going to do anything mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. than maybe ask you to put your clothes on, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. give you a fine, maybe. Um, But so when it, yeah, when it comes to creation, I think mm-hmm. take out the political aspect and more from that inner self dialogue of if there's fear that arises, I think that that's just mostly coming from, our subconscious narratives or beliefs Mm -hmm. that have formed over time because of Mm -hmm, the cultural mm -hmm. context that we exist in. So if we can, through our creative process, form a relationship with self Mm -hmm, where we can mm -hmm. deepen into trust that we are creation, we are naturally creators in any form, then I think mm-hmm, no, fear mm-hmm, doesn't have mm-hmm, to always be
2: mm-hmm.
0: present when we create, um, but that doesn't mean that it, it doesn't have mm-hmm, its place mm-hmm. in the creative process.
1: That was lots of thoughts. I've been <laughs> scribbling loads of different things down on my piece of paper as you've been talking. Um, I think the question, am I really at any risk, is a really great question to ask because I think and again, this may not be everyone's experience, so I'll just share what my experience is with creativity is. um, And I think we've touched on it a bit recently mm-hmm. in a different podcast episode as well. Um, The idea of creativity and vulnerability and as it is an uh, an act of mm-hmm. expression, there comes that feeling of vulnerability. And mm-hmm. I think probably for some people, not everyone, me particularly definitely is a fear that comes up because you are expressing something and there's that fear of Mm. what if it's not received? Well, what if, you know, if I'm creating something for someone like Mm. a client, what if they don't like it? Um, Mm. All these sorts of questions. Mm. And I think, you know, the underlying of that, I would say is a deeper fear Mm. of what that actually means Um, you know, like I think the Mm -hmm. brain probably would go to oh, well, if this isn't, if this expression of what I'm sharing is not welcomed, not appreciated, not valued, then is that a reflection of me? And therefore, do I then have a place in this like culture, society, etc.? Therefore, if no, then survival is at Mm -hmm. risk. Um, but I Mm. really liked kind of what you were saying is like the i think something that could be really powerful and i think i'm going to try to implement this for myself in the future is actually to just like tune into those fears when they arise and just simply ask the question mm. is this a safe risk or is this a not safe risk i e you know is this a risk yeah. like that's not actually going to impact my ability to be an alive human on this planet you know, then, yeah, sure, let's go ahead and, like, let's yes. step into the fear um as far as is actually mm. doable, Um, you know, because we obviously don't want to push ourselves too far. Mm. But I would say nine times out of ten that creative expression probably is a safe risk to take. Um, And so I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just through even just sharing all of that, like, for me, I'm just like, oh, like, man, I can just do so much more right now. Like if I actually just like tune into the fear that comes up and just for myself mentally categorize it Mm. as, yeah, this is a safe risk. Great. Okay, cool. Now that we've like assessed the situation, Mm. let's just take the steps forward now Mm. instead of just sitting in that sort of like paralyzed state of fear Mm -hmm. and not actually sharing or expressing. Mm. I really love um, how
0: you touched on that point of Mm -hmm. identifying the level of risk, like actually getting really clear of like, well, A, what's the risk? And is this a risk that I'm worth taking? That's worth taking, yeah. (laughs) That is worth taking. (laughs) Yeah, that is worth taking. Um, Because sometimes the risk is worth it even if Mm -hmm. there's ramifications like – You might decide, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is going to have all sorts of consequences and it's really risky and I'm going to do it because it's so important to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where the desire piece comes from because it's like where is the desire Mm -hmm. driving you towards or what's the desire like Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm.
0: that's the creation part, right? I think our desire arises from Mm -hmm. That life force energy, that that energy that exists that's like I'm alive. And it's it's for me anyway, like it feels like it's something yep. that motivates me. Like it's it's almost like this energy mm-hmm. of movement of oh, I have a desire come up and I now need like it's energy that's like it wants to go somewhere so I need to like yeah yeah
2: I have a really interesting question that
1: you know (laughs) with the feeling of desire would you say for you it feels like something that is like almost pushing you forwards or pulling you forwards Mm. or is it like a mixture maybe
0: first of all I want to just like um do a little asterisk on desire and hope that our listeners can hear the word outside of yep. a realm of like sexuality. Because I think desire so often gets yeah, just sort of is just like, oh, our desire is is only related mm-hmm. to uh, our sexuality. Yeah. And I just I just don't believe that's true um i think mm-hmm. our desire exists in all aspects of our lives um but yeah the experience <laughs> of desire
2: ooh
0: so somatically like in my body mm, yeah i was i was i connected to this over the weekend and i th- i think i think it changes but i <laughs> uh, does it change well, I the experience that I have of my desire to write a book, it's like it's almost like a combination of felt body senses combined with mm-hmm. something that's a little bit more spiritual mm-hmm. and like almost like visual in that I can almost like and this started for me. I think I remember like last year, maybe it was about a year ago, messaging yeah, you yeah. or calling you and being I remember like, that. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I just like out, out of, yeah, like out of nowhere, yeah. it was just all of a sudden, I'm just going to, I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had that desire in me. And if I even track back to then, it's the same feeling that I have now when I'm actually putting the book into motion. And it's like, I, if I close my eyes, I get a sense Mm -hmm. that the book's already happened like on another timeline or on my timeline that's, you know, like the tapestry of the world that already exists and I'm just now Mm -hmm. like, you know, experiencing that Mm -hmm. and starting to see that greater picture. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The book already exists somewhere along the timeline. Yeah, go on. And so I've just like, (laughs) (laughs) I can see you're like, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but I can feel that it's like yeah so because it's already happened it's like it's already there so now I'm just actually taking the steps for it mm-hmm. to be in my lived experience mm-hmm. like it I've already lived it like it mm-hmm. almost feels like I've already lived it I've already experienced it that's kind of where like you know I'm intuiting the whole thing, but it almost, it mm-hmm, feels mm-hmm. like it's making sense at the same time. Um, and it feels like I've like, it's almost like kind of, feels like a little bit like deja vu moments of like, have
2: I done mm-hmm, this before? Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm.
0: like, well, yeah, kind of like. um. So there's that aspect of like take out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dimensions of time. <laughs> so there's that more, Mm higher self or like spiritual pull or yeah Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the quantum field I guess (laughs) like um, then in my body so therefore this experience is like I'm my body is shifting forward I'm Mm -hmm. being drawn forward I'm not being pushed Um, energetically it feels like my chest feels mm-hmm. like it's open, my belly feels full, and I'm just like naturally, like if I was standing straight, I would just mm-hmm, naturally mm-hmm. sort of very gently mm-hmm. lean forward is mm-hmm. the kind of feeling of desire. um, yeah, and also feeling yeah. energized and motivated mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. excited, you know, and just having ideas and, you know, like the, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels it sure does feel good
1: um (laughs) and I relate hard to that because it's why it can be so hard to prioritize certain tasks that you have to get done when there's this thing that is so fun so great so inspiring so energizing that you're just like I just want to do this all of my time (laughs) um one the thing that I like semi-interrupted you with was like with what you were explaining, how it kind of feels like the Mm. book's already written, um, it made me think of this Mm -hmm. um, famous quote. I think it's Michelangelo. Um, Please anyone correct me if I'm Mm -hmm. wrong. But um, he basically describes (laughs) his work with making statues As the statue is already inside of the stone, Mm -hmm. he is simply just chiseling away to reveal the statue um, Mm -hmm. rather than, like, actually, like, creating it. He's like, it's already in there. Um, And that just, like, came to me as what you said. I felt like that was really quite fitting. Um, Yeah. Mm, And I think it sounds to me as though, like, what you've touched on is with your feeling of desire, it does have that sort of like magnetic kind of feeling and in that sense it's that mm-hmm. sort of gentle, yes. subtle pull um, and it's mm-hmm. this, similar for me. That That's kind of the feeling I get is like it's almost like there's this thing in front of me and it's like I want it so bad that like you know i'm i'm partly i guess i'm driving myself forwards but the feeling is that like it is just like drawing me in um and it feels mm. hard to ignore
0: okay so here's something that's just popped up as you're speaking because i love that um visual of like the magnet we can have a desire to do something mm-hmm. but then not action it right so, for me, I had the desire mm-hmm. arise to write a book last year, mm. but nothing happened. Like it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. Um, or or you could look at it as there's been li- little micro, you know, moments making progress towards now being a bit more conscious and considered and thoughtful and Mm
2: -hmm, being mm -hmm. like
0: very like tangible action, I guess, but I can feel there's been a shift. And I, and I wonder if like, you know, with desire, there's also
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something
0: around resonance of like, am I in the place that I need to be in myself, in my life to take the steps Mm
2: -hmm. towards
0: this, to create this, because the desire can be there, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a timing aspect or not timing, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, in like full resonance. It's like, cause when you just mm-hmm. said like, there's that magnet that there's that pull, it's just like, well, let's say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the things already happen in the future. So it's there and you mm-hmm. start to have that desire to move towards it. Something in you needs to be like, yep. your magnet to then Mm -hmm. be drawn towards that. And I think that that feeling in self Mm -hmm. gets amplified over Mm -hmm. time, Depend for myself anyway, Mm -hmm. it's like depending on where I am in my life. It's like at this point in time I have the space to Mm -hmm. be putting the steps in place to write the book. At the Mm -hmm. time the original desire came up, I didn't. And Mm -hmm. so that pull and that motivation towards Mm -hmm. it wasn't as strong um and so I wonder like yeah do you have experiences where you've had desire for a creation or an idea where you have really wanted to do it but then you haven't or it's taken time to get to a place in yourself where it's you get that stronger pull where it's like it's undeniable like this thing's this thing is being created in all its force, like
1: you know. First thing that comes to mind is um, a YouTube channel, because I've always like mm-hmm. th- there's always been this like underlying desire to do it. I love you know where I started with the creativity is photography, um, transitioned into like design, web design, etc., and videography is you know kind of like a subset or not a subset that's not the right word but a close companion of photography and so there's a strong interest in videography for me as well paired with a massive appreciation Mm. for cinematography um and that art form Mm. and so there yeah there's always been this like subtle desire to create a youtube channel but it's not yet materialized and i think part of it is it's maybe doesn't have enough space at the moment because there's numerous things that have my desire at the moment um and so there becomes the element of juggling them all and prioritizing different ones and so i think with what you've just shared you know, what that says to me is, like, whilst I have a desire to start a YouTube channel, like, maybe that isn't just the time right now. There's been a couple of times or three three significant times where I've, like, gone to start and just that's the only point that it's gotten to. Um, and I think, you know, if I'm being totally honest, there's a level of uh, perfectionism and fear tied in with everything, Um, but also I think that if the desire was really strong enough, that would actually somewhat erase the fear and the perfectionism um, to an extent. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of like. I guess the the tangible experience that I have of like a desire that's not really materialized but still does kind of exist there
0: there were two things that came through for me as you were speaking um and one of them is just because we have a desire to do something doesn't mean mm-hmm it will necessarily always happen. I think that sometimes they can be threads (laughs) to lead us to other places or it's just, yeah, something can come up in us and we can experience and Mm -hmm. feel that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to action it. Um, I think Mm -hmm. managing our desires and the ideas that come to us and being a creative is challenging. And one of the things that I did a class the other day, um, which I shared with you, um, as part of this book writing process. And this really great, um, exercise of, you know, choose the top 10 things that are the mm-hmm. most important to you in your life right now. And mm-hmm. that can be across work and business and, The way that they did it in the class it was like you wrote them on like little postcards or like little post-it notes however you wanted to do it um Mm. and you create a pyramid and Mm -hmm. you put the number one thing at the top so it's like you know for me i would say that my Mm -hmm. like my family at the moment like in terms Mm -hmm. of you know creating a Mm -hmm. family is probably my number one priority And then, you know, Mm -hmm. from there, there's things Mm -hmm. like my book, the course Mm -hmm. that I'm creating, Mm -hmm. my clients, our business, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the farm, um, there's all sorts of, you know, my ceramics. There's there's a bunch of things that exist in there. And we each have Mm -hmm. different things. You know, some people might have kids. Some people might be studying. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to start a YouTube channel. Like there can be all these things that we have the desire to do or things that are important to us that feel want to be created Mm -hmm. or have our time tended to and I think it's important and this is what sort of came through when I was in the class it was like oh actually checking in and seeing like well what's realistic for me to be Mm -hmm. putting energy and time into right now and and what does that look like in my life in this very moment? So for instance, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have the time to write the book mm-hmm. now. It's sort of higher up on the pyramid. Whereas last year it was probably very low on the pyramid mm-hmm. or if anything, it might've been off the pyramid, like <laughs> probably didn't even make it onto a post-it note. It was just an idea that existed outside of like how, I, like those top 10 things are really yeah. like how you're spending your time. Um, and they can include all aspects of life and business. And it was just it was just such a mm-hmm, simple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but effective exercise to do. It was like, oh, that's right. We don't have to have like one top priority in work mm-hmm. and one top priority in life. It's like they actually, mm-hmm. they all exist. And so mm-hmm. it's important to look at them as a whole um, because it really is an indicator of mm-hmm. how are we currently spending our time versus yeah, yeah what are we saying yeah. is important um you know it's like we you know for instance like you just said you really wanted to create mm-hmm. a youtube channel but like is at the time mm-hmm. it's just like well have you been giving at the time because i think yeah yeah it can take up a lot of themes. mental
1: time um so that's <laughs> the actual reality time is very yeah different.
0: Yeah. So like having that visual for yourself, like even for me, it's like, oh, I'm actually dedicating Mm -hmm. like proper time to the book and, you know, um, whereas before it was just taking a lot, lot, taking up a lot of my (laughs) headspace. Um, so it wasn't actually like my lived reality. It was just, yeah, those things that float around in our mind, but aren't coming to fruition. So that's one thing is like looking at and I think checking in yeah. regularly because life changes so quickly um, and you can also change your reality as well um, and and manage your time differently depending on what, yeah, if you feel like something's really important but you're not mm-hmm. putting the time into it, then make the change mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. that's the thing you're yep. putting the most time into if that's possible. Um and it takes this, ta- that in itself mm-hmm. yeah. is, takes time. Like <laughs> I know for myself, like adjusting to living in Tasmania and, and reprioritizing my business so that it's like, I can still see my clients, but I have actual time in my week dedicated mm-hmm. to working on the course mm-hmm. that I'm building and writing this book. It's like, and if I didn't do that, if I didn't make those yeah. changes, it wouldn't be happening. Um. So there's that. Okay, and then the second thing, as you were sharing, you know, you are saying you've had this desire to start a YouTube channel. I've had this desire to write a book. We have all of these competing desires, as you say. So it's like how do we decide which one? Well, you can go through that exercise mm-hmm. with the pyramid, which I think could be really helpful. Mm-hmm. But then, and this is something that I am uncomfortably – Journeying with right now Mm -hmm. is really identifying why. Why do I want to write a book? Why do I want to start a YouTube channel? Mm -hmm. Why do I want to create this body of work? Why do I want to design a website? Why, Mm -hmm. why, 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 why? (laughs) Like, um, and One of the things, again, like this class that I did was so great because one of the things that they challenged us on is particularly being in a service-based industry, we can so easily just say, you know, why, why do we want to do this? Mm -hmm. Well, I just, you know, and for me, if I use the book, for example, it's like, I could say, oh, I just want to support people to Mm -hmm. feel more empowered in their lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sounds great on paper, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sounds good to say out loud. Sounds like I'm doing something great, but is that why? Yeah. yeah. Is that why I, yeah. I want to write a book? Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. But it's not the only reason why mm-hmm. and I don't, and as I'm sort of exploring the why further, I'm realising that there is a lot more personal Intention in writing the book mm-hmm. than the selfless, I think, perception that I would like to hold yeah, around. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think, and I and and that's just something that I have to wrestle with because for a very long time I've not felt that I could share my story mm-hmm. and my own journey because of the boundaries that I feel that I should keep, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because of the work that I do. Um, But that has actually over time felt quite silencing and stifling. Yeah. Um, And I am now at a time where, yeah, a big part of why is I want to share my story. Mm -hmm. I want to share some of the things that I've experienced Mm -hmm. because I'm actually in a place now where I can share it And it feels safe to share it. I think Mm -hmm. sharing five, ten years ago I was still doing so much processing Mm -hmm. um, and needing support to navigate it all that sharing would have been a little bit exposing and Mm -hmm. vulnerable and there's still going to be so much vulnerability in it. Mm -hmm. That's the scary part. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think connecting, yeah, when, when it comes to like having all of the desires and, and having a desire that comes up strongly enough, that pull Mm -hmm. to create something actually asking why Mm -hmm. for me has been very empowering Mm -hmm. um, and illuminating and, and allowed me to connect further to myself. And so that's why when you were like, Oh, I've had this desire to Mm -hmm. start a YouTube channel. It's Mm -hmm. like, why Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think when we can and the reason that I bring this up is because I believe that when we connect to our why it's the thing we come back to yeah when the fear creeps in when the procrastination creeps in when the perfectionist creeps in yep because we don't if we can't clearly state why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. In the times that it feels really hard, it's going to be very challenging Mm -hmm. to find that motivation to keep going. But Mm -hmm. if you know why you're doing what you're doing, you can come back to that every Mm -hmm. single time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting. One, one question that I sort of jotted down just as you started sharing, the Um. question is, is it your desire? And I think, it's a similar kind of tangent to what you're just sharing and speaking mm. to is, you know, why? Why do I want to do X, Y, and Z? And mm-hmm. the question of is it your desire, I think what I really mean when I say that is is it this kind of internal desire to express mm-hmm. or is it, let's say, more of, an external desire for validation
2: Mm -hmm. and I
1: think that you know for example in this idea of the starting a YouTube channel I think probably a big reason why I haven't started it is because I think there probably is a large element of external desire Mm -hmm. um, because you know like I could just I could make YouTube um, I could make videos just for my own self and I don't <laughs> yeah. and so I think you know like in that instance if it is that external desire I I would say probably that plays a part as to why things don't materialize because mm. you actually don't have that internal desire that's driving you to express um and can I just um, reframe slightly? Yeah, to, yeah, go for just it.
0: Just to see if it lands and see if I'm hearing it correctly or like just see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. What if the desire always exists within you mm-hmm. but the desire has either internal intention or external intention or both mm-hmm. so the desire comes from you mm-hmm. it's being driven from within you but for instance mm-hmm. with the book I have the int I've got a desire to write the book yeah I why my internal why is I want to share my story mm-hmm. I want to be heard in mm-hmm. my story mm-hmm. but my external why is I want people to be able to connect with me and use it as a marketing tool in my business.
2: That
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, I, that's, they're not the things, but like, I just, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. for, the, for the purpose of what Simplicity. we're talking about. But the desire still comes from within me. The desire still is like coming, but the why of like, what do I get out of it? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's the internal and the external, but I don't know if the desire comes from outside
1: of us. Yes. Yeah. I I do see what you're saying. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I suppose, like, would you say, I I suppose there is always internal desire, isn't there? It's like, even if it is something that is more of an external feeling or, or, yeah, experience, it's it's still an internal desire to feel that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that what you said like they can both exist and I think that they do both exist yeah um and what it does then just make me think is um you know kind of like potentially a path towards burnout is when you're sitting maybe too heavily on the external Mm. and you aren't existing so much in the internal which mm. I feel personally is maybe more of like what drives you you know that mm. continual motivation like this is such a strong wire for me that no matter what I'm gonna get up and do it mm. um mm-hmm. whereas if it yeah kind of sits more on that external side then I think it can be a bit harder to like get up on those days when it's tough um, if your internal why like isn't as strong, I'm having a moment,
0: and <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have to like draw diagrams yeah. after this <laughs> to, to, to like share with people. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned burnout. I I'm curious about are we doing things from a place of desire?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what's propelling us forward. Or are we doing things from a mind place of we think we should do it?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that those driving factors, if I, I take that away, because I think if if we desire something and the and the why is more of an external validation, I think that if that's the desire, I think that's going to propel us no matter what. Yeah. I think that that, that is Desire is like this untapped energy that we can connect into Mm -hmm. and we can form a relationship with Mm -hmm. and we can foster that and, you know, support ourselves through that. So even if the why behind the desire is for external validation, is that the path to burnout or is then something happening from a mind place of
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like am I is this should I be doing this like the mind steps Mm -hmm. in as like this is what I should be doing or Mm -hmm. this is how I should be doing it Mm -hmm. so it intercepts that does that natural desire Mm -hmm. that natural Mm -hmm. pull that that innate creative path to then becoming really heady and then that's where the exhaustion taps in yeah that's where yeah the, the motivation that comes from connecting to our desire kind of like I'm like imagining like a little flame mm-hmm. and like the desire is like a beautiful candle and the flame's burning brightly and it's just like you light your candle every day and you're creating mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden your mind comes in and is like, Psst. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, It's like, turns the flame candle. out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, nope. Yeah, And then you're trying to create from that place and there's no like internal fire, there's no flame, there's no heat, there's no that feeling of the wax dripping and oozing and, you know, like (laughs) there's there's nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I think that speaks to the question I said of, is it your desire? That makes me think that Mm. is when you're just shooting all over the place. You're like, oh, should do this, should do that, should do that. That is when it is not... Shitting
0: all over the place.
1: <laughs> it's a good expression, isn't it? Was... <laughs> and you're just shooting all over the place. <laughs> um, over. Yeah, that makes me think that then is not your desire, right? There's something else that's telling you, you should be doing this. And I think shoulds really quash that flame, is quash and the right word. Be. It is, isn't it? It's like I think squash. It's squash. No, I swear there's quash as well. <laughs> I swear I there's, the I you think know. there's a word in the dictionary that's quash.
0: Oh, I'm just going to trust that you know what you're
1: t- yeah. talking about. <laughs> quash. Just say it enough times and it'll be a word. And then it'll be a word. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, you know, that's where...
0: That kind of circles back to what I was saying, how, like you know, in the in the birthing industry, there's this fear narrative, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where the mind comes in of like the things I should or shouldn't do during that process and what's right and what's wrong. And there's just so much dogma, mm-hmm. right? But actually, when you take it all away, it's a creative process. It's the most natural process that exists. But mm-hmm. so like any creation, And even that, like I'm just having a moment where- Another moment. (laughs) Having another moment. I'm being transported back to a past timeline where my yoga teacher, it was in um, Kundalini Tantra philosophy in that class and how he was saying that before we come into existence, before we manifest as human beings, desire is the thing that sparks us to come into physical form Mm. it's like we exist in the cosmos Mm -hmm. and then imagine like all us little like light beings or stars or however you want to imagine us in the cosmos looking down at the world seeing all these humans having their human experience you know loving life hating life (laughs) and all of the in between And you're up here looking at it and you're like, that's pretty down there. What are they all doing down there? And all of a sudden you have the desire of like, I want to experience that. Mm -hmm, I want mm -hmm. to experience what it's like to be human. And then that little soul, that spirit ends up at that point in time being conceived Mm -hmm. and coming into the world. So it's like desire is the thing that comes directly before creation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I find incredibly fascinating if if you believe that that's how we manifest yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> that's just one one school of thought on Yeah, how yeah. we how we come here but in terms of the creative process that actually makes so much sense to me mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we don't create from nothing yeah we create from desire yeah um and yeah, I think that that's actually just really a really simple and beautiful way to look at it mm-hmm. is listen to your desires. Mm-hmm. And and well, I think it's it's understanding what desire feels like for you first and foremost, like we both identified it feels pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, just being aware of those mind those mind narratives that come into play, the shoulds, the shouldn'ts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, because I think, yeah, ultimately, they're the things that make us tired, um, yeah, and drain and our energy. Yeah, 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 and they 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 interruptors of yeah. the creative process. Ultimately,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that, that I I think looking at the clock, I think it's definitely time to hit pause on this conversation. Otherwise, we will actually be talking all day long. <laughs> um, because I think, yeah, God. When we start talking about creativity and all of that lot, we could literally just go for days. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we'll we'll pause this conversation now. We're definitely going to end up speaking more into it in the future, I just know, because that's yep. something we're both very passionate about. Um, so that being said, what is your honey from today? Definitely remembering
0: to hold in my awareness when I get in my head, in my creative process, and noticing the shifts in my energy through that because I think when that's not held in conscious awareness, it can be really debilitating and really frustrating and just Mm -hmm. feel like that's when all the thought patterns come in of, like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Should I be doing this? Mm It's the internal dialogue that feels like a barrage like mm-hmm. against <laughs> like what you're creating. Um, and so to intercept that at an earlier stage, I think is, yeah, very, very supportive in that mm-hmm. creative process. And mm-hmm. yeah, what did you, what was the word you said? Shooting all over the place that that's my that's my honey that's your honey <laughs> yeah just keep an eye out for it. it make sure I'm not shooting all over the place yeah. <laughs> um as I'm creating yeah and what is your honey from today
1: well I think there's a combination I think I definitely feel as though I'm left with this feeling of gratitude and feeling really just blessed with the experience of desire and creation because it does, it feels fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> just put it simply, um, it's just a lot of fun and I feel very grateful and blessed that I can spend so much of my working working, or so much of my waking life,
2: mm.
1: well, and my working life actually, it's both, <laughs> um, my waking life and my working life in some form of creation Um, Mm. and feeling that feeling of desire is, um, yeah, one of the special experiences of being a human. Um, And the other element was just around the reminder that I sort of, I guess, came to at the beginning with the pairing of creativity and fear Mm. and how for me anyway what I came to is that in creation you are creating into the unknown to create something known and the unknown often for me anyway comes with fear Mm. and so just that reminder that That's totally normal. And then that second part that we touched on is just the question, is this a safe risk or is this a not safe risk? So Mm -hmm. being mindful and being aware of when that fear arises and actually just using that as an indicator and a point to ask that question Mm -hmm. so that, therefore, I can step forwards with more... Um, I guess, confidence, I would say, really, Um, and actually be able to step forwards rather than just freezing in that perfectionism and that fear and that um, procrastination and paralysis and all of those kind of things. Um, So lots, God, just so much. There's just so much honey from today. It was just a very, very (laughs) juicy, sweet conversation. (laughs) yeah would you agree what a good one I yeah that was a nice little deep dive I'm yeah here for it I love it desire creativity <laughs> trust fear We're, we've really been on a little bit of a journey with it all <laughs>
0: <laughs> always if you've been listening to enough episodes now you'll realize that each episode is a bit of a journey that you take with us and if a journey has been awoken in you around any of this, we'd always love to hear from you, hear your thoughts, your insights, anything, you know, if you want to challenge us on anything, if you agree with anything, like we are here for it. We're here for the conversation. Um, So we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and until next time, keep it sweet.
1: Thanks for listening to Show Me The Honey. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and subscribe so you can be notified about our latest episodes. And until next time, keep it sweet.